can, can. Hi. Okay. Oh, let's go. How are you, John? Let's go, let's go. Hi. Uh, I've been, I've been pretty good. Okay, yeah. I just, I just help people around the vaccination center. Oh, yeah, I got my vaccination today, actually. Oh, wow. Huh? Yeah, then I got my first feeling, jab. You're not feeling any grogginess or anything, eh? I don't know. Maybe a bit sleepy. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, I thought it'd be that bad. My, I think my... It's not that bad. It's just the first dose, anyway. Oh, okay, okay. Although my arm's a bit sore, actually. <laughs> okay, Zach, I, Zach, I called Zach recently. Uh, then he, yeah. he, I think he took a second dose. Then he's feeling very, like, sound like oh. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. How, how, wait, how, many, how many weeks have you been working already? About two weeks. Uh. Two weeks? What? Two and a half? About then. Uh. You mean the last time you talked was two weeks ago? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Actually, was like about two weeks plus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, still trying to figure out all the machine learning stuff, but but I I've been tasked to write my own code now, so I've been writing some code. Wow. Yeah. Upgrade. Upgrade. Actually, no lah. Is actually the kind of code I'm writing is just uh glorified Excel sheet stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you say coding is as simple as an Excel sheet, right? Yeah. Okay. Not 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 really lah. Like you you can like I was like mentioning the the modules right like outside of within within like python the, all the different languages there are like different things you can use like different like modules you can import then those are like preset functions you can use then those are actually not it, it doesn't limit to excel sheet stuff like, but i mean the, the the first few things you learn to do with python is like the excel sheet. oh yeah 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 okay. and stack overflow <laughs> okay i think okay. so okay for this week since we <laughs> we don't have much to talk about or we can't think of anything to talk we haven't had the time to go and read or like research what we can talk about uh, we have decided to come up with a new section called Rojak Reads. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our new team. Yeah, so you know, explain what it is. Rojak Reads is basically a very haphazard, no plan, no feels kind of a episode. You know, we just bombard any articles you have read. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like our yeah. way of saying that we have nothing to read, nothing to talk about. But I just want to push the episode out. Yes. Uh, in line with Gary V's uh, thinking of just. Just pushing out content. Just pushing out content. Do you know what I'm talking about? The, the video. Yeah, just don't care about the quality. Yeah, just don't care. <laughs> just, just screw it. Just picking, like, I, I see that. Yeah. Okay, so this okay. week I'll talk about. I, I've been reading. Uh, I mean, those of you that don't know what Medium is, Medium is like this. Uh, it's, a, it's an app where, or website you can read like uh, people's blogs. So it's not really, it's not so strict like Straits Times or whatever. Or like, or, but it's also not as uh, informal as like writing on Facebook, that kind of thing. Yeah, people it's like a write, formal like, open blog. Yeah, not so formal. Like people can write their emotions or like their feelings, or whatever. But also not that informal. Where, like you can actually learn a lot of things on it. Yeah, like data science or like computing stuff. So it's quite a lot. Of it. Yeah, uh, it's a great uh, app. Yeah. What actually? What what have you been reading on it? Me, yeah. I've been reading general psychology stuff actually. Because oh, it keeps pushing me like content. Uh, oh, but it's because you click. You wanted to read uh psychology stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Is there anything interesting that pops up? Uh well you can talk about your article first, uh, I guess. Oh okay, okay. Okay, I read this article about this uh this lady who I think is like in the 50s or 40s, and she's saying she's going through some midlife crisis. Then I don't know why, I just felt very I felt very I felt I uh, really a lot to it, even though we are like 20 this year, 21 this year. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She, she just lists like everything. She was like, uh these are the things I I thought I would achieve when I was younger, but I, I still haven't achieved. So I like the idea of driving, but I can't drive. Uh, I don't have a child I don't have enough sex I don't have a dog or a cat I don't own a house in a garden that kind of thing then oh yeah she says she's 43 okay so um, I mean she puts a quote here when you're in your 30s all the things that you want from life are still possible but then when you enter your 40s the things that you don't have suddenly become the things that you most likely will never have yes. I don't know what, what do you feel about that 
I I feel that is definitely quite true. So like once you hit a certain point, all the possibilities become things that you can never do again or you can never try. But I don't know, I think it's damn ironic and maybe like hypocritical that we are talking about this now because we are still at the age where there are still a lot of possibilities for us to do. But maybe yeah, yeah. it was like our lives in like in very relief, our culture is very like, how do you say? We have really like set in our paths. You're very specialized already. So you already know that you're going to do like meds. And then probably a lot of your things in the, you're going to do in your life is going to revolve about around meds, right? Or something. Then I'll probably be like stuck in the healthcare industry for like the rest of my life. So like maybe that's why we we kind of relate to this article. Oh, uh, actually, I, I, I still don't think I will do something like computing related. So like a lot of computer science like stuff. But I don't know. Have you, have you met any... Like who who are you that come to your your the like like you see every day? It's mostly like older people, right? Because now now is the phase where they take the oh yes yeah about those in the fifties yeah these uh, you you can speak to them oh it's like very it's like very fast right Coming yeah it's actually quite fast paced so I literally just ask them like <laughs> very short questions I don't get the time to talk to them uh, but that's true, that's true. I I do get to talk with the the staff that's working with me are they are they perm staff or like a lot of the uh most of them are part timers. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, I see quite a few uh, relatively regularly. La. Oh yeah, because it's, you choose your own time on, right? Then... Yeah. Okay, so okay, uh, okay. the schedule is just like clash. But hmm. yeah, I don't know. Not I haven't like talked that deeply with them so far. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. But they're, they're nice people to talk to actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my, my experience is um, while working, I mean, the people in my, my office are like, I would say generally 20, okay, not 20s. There, there's like, People who are 20 plus years old, then people are 30 plus years old, yeah, 40 plus years old. Then, I mean, the first thing that I, I observe is that I really can't tell who is what age. Like, I think I, I only can really, really tell when someone is like 49, like close to 50 and 50-ish. Yeah. Like the rest are really, I'm not sure if I share with you this. There's like one guy I thought he was uh literally like 20 plus, but he turned out to be like 30 plus. And I was like, what the hell? Mm, yeah, yeah, you told me yeah. before. I mean, why, why do you feel like you could relate to this like midlife crisis? <laughs> Oh yeah, and how do I say? Uh? As in like, you know when you're in your 20s and you're, you're early, you feel like you've got a lot of energy and do a lot of things. But I notice like for people who are like 30s and 40s really, they sort of like take a, a step back. When I say step back, like... Your energy like wins. Yeah, not ambitious really. Like, I feel like from the conversation I have, it's like they're not, they are like sort of settling down already, which I don't quite understand. Okay. Yeah. Okay, one, one thing that I was uh, quite interested when, uh, in this article, uh... Anyway, for those interested, it's called the, the article is like the psychological tricks for handling a midlife crisis on medium. Uh okay, so one thing that I, I can't really read through very briefly now, but but anyways, the the thing that she wrote about was that um mo- most people who are still sane, uh, they'll have everyone has a conceptual idea of or like a conceptual thinking of a good a good scenario, a bad scenario, that kind of thing. So like let's say you're going for an exam, then you have the plan for like, okay, results they come out, what's a good scenario, then how will you react? Or what's the bad scenario, how will you react? React that kind of thing. But then when yeah. you realize, when real life plays out, and let's say it's like a bad scenario, you will you won't like be like super depressed or like that kind of thing. You just be like oh, whatever that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but she says like for example, like people who are a bit more mentally like like so if, if, if a person becomes too set on to getting the most uh the best like conception the idea of uh, like he's going for like for example he's aiming to get very good results, then he keeps on con- uh, conceiving in his mind like the 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 idea or the the dream of having a good results, but then in reality he doesn't have. Then he he's too stuck into getting that that dream right. He will probably go like crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How how do you how, how do you do that? As in like because, okay, on, on one hand, right, you need to be crazy enough to believe in your dreams. But then again, in order to stay sane, right, you have to know part of you that yeah, that, that dream may not be realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get my point, right? So like I get the point. Yeah, as in so I, I think we, we thought about this before, right? About like goals. Yeah. So usually we have very lofty ambitions for ourselves. So like that that will be like the upper limit. Then I think you also talk about how we usually have like this lower limit that we would accept, right? Oh, that's true, that's true. So like the less than ideal scenario. Lah. So so what I practice is that I, I usually have that higher upper limit. But then I also like practice out like not practice, but as in I try and imagine what the what the alternate like reality would be if I didn't achieve those goals. Or yeah. maybe I'll share like, what, what are some of the uh, most difficult like, I don't know, setbacks you had, like canoeing or something. Wow, canoeing. Actually, do you, do you ever like, were you ever very close to winning and then like you just feel canoeing? <laughs> no, I was never close to winning. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> really, man? I thought you were quite good at canoeing or No, la, as in we were okay, but we weren't great actually. So we oh. only like, <laughs> got close to like being third or fourth, but <laughs> that's it. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, but actually, how, how is it how is it run? Uh, like the okay, because for football, it's like you you at least in A division, like A div, you play like within your we play, I think within a group of six or something like that. Then is the is the normal league points, uh, but then uh you must be the top two to move on to the like the, the quarterfinals or like the semifinals. Like, oh yeah. So, it's so, quite similar. Similar, is it? Okay, okay. Yeah, so you just feel a lot of boats and then they go through a lot of heats, like then uh semi-finals, then like finals. So you don't so they, really get to you don't really get to compete with everyone. La. Uh not necessarily. La. Oh I see, I see. You get to compete with the best last if you move on to the next stage. So yeah. you have m- many, many heats, you get the top two boats from each heat, then they move to the semis. Yeah, you get you get my point. La. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't okay, we definitely felt the pressure of winning in canoeing. But I don't know, I think my expectations weren't super high <laughs> oh is it like yeah you never really like it was more like just a, like a fun thing is it it wasn't really fun also though as in <laughs> yeah because I remember oh, no, I, I know that canoeing is like everyday sport like you all train yeah. like, almost everyday right you train like four times a week yeah that's yeah that's literally every and then Friday is for uh, uniform group like usually yeah usually we go off to train also actually yeah I think the main reason why like I felt the pressure to win it's because you train so much. There's like this endowment factor. So you feel like you have to wow. get something out of it. But but do you win anything at like yen? I mean, oh, yeah, la, but... You, you did canoeing in year 5, 6, right? Or, yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, yes, good. yeah. That one, that one, we did like more team boats. So it was a, a bit easier to win stuff. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's a bad thing. Okay, but I don't know. How, how do you feel about this uh, midlife crisis? Do you, do you think you are... I mean, I mean, like in healthcare, like you shouldn't feel like you're stuck also, right? Even if you become like a doctor, like there's a lot of other things to be ambitious about. Mm. No, no, yeah, it's true, it's true. As in like within healthcare itself, there's many, many like specializations, different paths you can take. But as in what I'm trying to say is that there's many other like different fields that I will not be dabbling in. Oh, that's true, that's true. Yeah, like you definitely can't suddenly start being a lawyer after you've gone through like 40 yeah, years like, being a doctor. Yeah, that's like the basic example. Hmm. As in, I, I don't know. I guess I relate to this midlife crisis crisis thing because I feel like this is the age we should be trying out a lot of things, but I don't feel like I'm doing a lot of things. 
Yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, that, that, yeah that, that's something that's on my mind. Like, I, I would think by when you're 21, it's like, wow, that's the age, you know, that's like the prime age. Doing a lot of like stupid shit and uh, trying out new things. But I feel the same. I feel exactly the same as I uh, was 16, to 17. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing much, just chilling. Yeah. Actually, okay, one, one observation that I, I realized is that, or at least people in the boomer generation, like uh, before us, like our parents and that kind of thing, I'm I'm very surprised people can work for so long. Like some people work for like 10 years, 20 years in the same same job. Not even the same job, same company, same job, same department, everything. Like, do you think you can do that as a doctor? Like doing the I mean I assume after you specialize in, you're right, like, you pretty much can't even even as a doctor, you can't change like your specialization, right? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> wow, I I I you scared by that. <laughs> yes, definitely. But once you I don't know what we, we we have a tendency to always rationalize after we make a decision. So like if next time I choose a specialization, I would it's it's very easy for me to say like, oh, I made the right choice. I, I made the meaningful choice because you know the whole like accidental meaning hypothesis thingy is in so like oh, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of things in life that you think are meaningful is just it's just meaningful because like you reflect on it oh. to the things that we do. Okay, but I'll say, I'll, I'll, maybe my question is how how would you feel? Like you say of we is like how, how would you feel? How do you think uh, uh, but knowing that I, I will be doing the same stuck job. in a very like fixed yeah. specialization or something, is it? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like do you do you have any specialization that you think you will get into? Yeah, as uh yeah, I told you the, the, the psychology, psychiatrist stuff, right? Yeah, I feel like that's quite interesting for now. But wow. as of yet, it's uh I, I know I in Singapore think... it's like not not very recognized actually. Recognized. Oh, as you know, I, I would think also like it's gonna be a very difficult job to keep yourself sane in like after talking to people who are like who think a different way yeah true I think I'll go insane you, also you will start you will start thinking their way also <laughs> yeah yeah but it's it's scary to think that if I actually do like specialize in it and then I find out that I don't enjoy it then that's that's gonna be a real bummer <laughs> when you really but, need to do your accidental mini thing mini or mini. I think that one will take time but I think it still holds true actually hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't really have any productive reflection out of this, but one thing that uh one, 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 one part of the article that really hit me was like is uh because because the whole the whole article is framed of her, like the narrative was her trying to get a reading like reading glasses. So it's like hers having like her whole life, like the past 40 years, not like having perfect eyesight. And suddenly as she age, she needs to like uh get glasses to read, read like stuff. Then the, I think that one one sentence wrote about like how like before before having a midlife crisis or before like middle age like 40 50 years old you always feel like it's a the beginning or something but then she wrote like after having a midlife crisis it feels like it's the beginning of the end yeah that was like shit it's crazy eh? yeah it is so what do you have any like systems to deal with it systems <laughs> how would you deal with this <laughs> i don't know i, I think it ties in with my question or with, with the how do you work with something knowing that you won't you won't be the best out of it uh, I mean, uh, okay, like, I mean to, to contextualize it, like for example, uh, now, now we're in the 20s, right? With our ambition to, like, I don't know, go back to school, study math, that kind of thing. And then yeah. uh, maybe get like, a PhD or whatever. Then there's a lot of uh, aspiration, it could be a lot of time. But then, wow, imagine once you're, once you're, for example, like once you finish, once you finish getting your, your medical certificate or, or your, your, yeah, your ability to go and like, practice, I don't know, how will you, what else is there to achieve in life? Okay, maybe not so, <laughs> after you get your MD, you still have your dreams to like you know, open a clinic or like get to know like 
have a good relationship with like, like patients, that kind of thing. But yeah. then once you're 50, 40, like, wow, I don't know how, what I can drive you already. Eh. Really crazy. That's true. Yeah. So <laughs> once you're like 40, 50, that's sort of it already. You still have the fuel to go and, I don't know. Go and retire. <laughs> what are you? What are you? <laughs> 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 you already from life, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, shit. Oh yeah, okay. No, I was reading this article. So it's called In Defense of Being Mediocre by yeah. Mark Manson, right? Okay, yeah. so he has this quote that he writes. Uh, it says, mediocrity as a goal sucks, but then mediocrity as a result is okay. I see, I see. So it's like aiming and then your actual result. Uh. So you know the way you yeah. So the, the idealize and then the, the lower limit kind of thing also. So, so what is he saying? He's just saying that that is, the, that is the ideal way of thinking about things. Yes, I, I assume so. He talks about like the bell curve and everything. Like how it's a it's very improbable that any any person can be a good performer in every area of their life. Yeah. Oh. And uh so generally we are gonna be average people. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh yeah, he talks about the the fact that the extremes are the, the sites that get all the publicity, you know, so like all the ex- exceptional people, they're the ones that uh get like circulated a lot in social media and everything. So that's that's that becomes the like our perception of what we are supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah, like the perception of our norm. Like. Yeah. So it like the norm it conditions us to believe exceptional is like the new normal. Yeah, correct. That's true, that's true. Actually, yeah, that's true. There, there probably should be some study like about like I, I mean I, you can't imagine like last time before like way before like like it means even before newspaper I think like how how do people like where do they draw their inspiration from? You know, like to them probably exceptional is exceptional. Because on a day-to-day basis, there's no like form of news or whatever. So like whatever conception of uh, uh exceptional is just that in their own locality. Oh yeah. Not like a globally, like well, this guy is very exceptional. But nowadays you can see like on anywhere in the world you can sort of access the same same uh source of news. Mm. Yeah. So there's now like this global game. Yeah, it's actually like a global game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he calls this the, the tyranny of a culture of exceptionalism. Well, wow, that's, that's quite a nice, nice way to put it, actually. <laughs> it's funny, very funny how all the, the... I don't know, as, as a science... I mean, both of us are the science person. As a science person I find it very funny all the, all the sociology, like the theories or anything. I don't know. Okay, to be fair, he doesn't say it as a theory. Okay, <laughs> it's just a culture. So this one is fine. <laughs> yeah, so the tyranny of a culture of exceptionalism is basically this psychological tyranny where we feel we always have to prove we are special and it we we feel bad for for being average that's that's why we feel like this this constant like nagging question like oh why should i strive for something if i don't become exceptional at it yeah yeah maybe that's one of the big uh terms of having or like big downfall of having like social media so like honestly social media like just the internet well because now everyone is on the same playing field you can sort of see like Mm -hmm. Not only your own locality, like the exceptional people, but everyone. Then it becomes damn depressing. So even people who are very exceptional in their own locality, they may feel very like uh I don't know, not up to standard. Yeah. Is it so you you're bringing like another level to the competitiveness? So it's not just within your locality anymore, it's with everyone in the world, like literally, who's like connected on social media. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there's this they know like how we we feel we feel more strongly about comparing with people that are close to us rather than people who are further away from us. Oh, I've never thought of that. Uh, There's another fancy term for it. 
Yeah. It's called the narcissism of minor differences. <laughs> wow, what's such thing on? What's it? Basically, we are very focused on comparing with other people that are closer to us. So let's say I am I feel very competitive with like people from our own school, but then I won't feel the same way for people overseas. Yeah. So like even though we can still compare with them, what 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 we means is that we will still compare ourselves more with the people around us. Like we will weight them more highly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely something I thought about in school. I mean, it, yeah, it, I mean, I don't, I don't think that way, right? But, how do I put it? Yeah, it's, it's observation I made. I think when, when, when I was studying during IV, uh, yeah, like, it, it makes me so curious, like, wow, some people are just competing, competing with, with each other. But actually, there's so many other more people, like, trying to, like, taking the exam or so. Mm. Yeah, like, it doesn't make a difference. True. Yeah. Okay, this, 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 uh, yeah, I'll call it a phenomenon, <laughs> just for the sake of it, but, it also it applies more to like how we compare with people that are closer to our level also. So I think one example that they always use is like they we always compare with people that are have like have the same status, but we and then we usually feel envious of like maybe let's say your friend getting this award, but then you don't while you're in the same course, for example. Yeah. But then we we really like we feel we really feel envious about some global superstar attaining some award. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's a bit too far. To... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. that's, that's just a side point. Yeah, I think we're running a bit dry. <laughs> Do you have any other articles that you read or like any interesting thing you've seen? Mm, yeah, I feel I need to close it off. <laughs> <laughs> close what? Oh, I haven't really yeah. like kept it off with any like, so so. how do you move on with this like midlife crisis? <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's a flow, it's roja. It's just whatever. I, I'll be impressed if anyone still listens to this this far. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Okay, no, but I will say like one thing about like this midlife thing. Yeah. Okay. Or like this this striving to be exceptional. Yeah, so about the, the quote just now, right? We said it's okay to be mediocre and as the result, right? Yeah, this yeah, I yeah. think that's quite true. So we should always strive to be great, but to be like really exceptional at something, I think we have to be humble enough to accept that we are average people. So as a result of that, you end up working more for the things that we are striving towards. Wow, can you, can you say that again? To... Yeah, so okay. In order to achieve great things, we have to be humble to accept that we are generally average people and we are not very good at the things that we want to be good at at the start. So if we accept that we are mediocre, then we would... Like, everything is up from there. There's nothing to... Yeah, everything, everything is up from there. <laughs> we will be motivated to, to improve. Lose. Yeah, you'll be more motivated to improve on that point. Then this like obsession with improvement will eventually lead you to being actually exceptional in that thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, okay. I'll leave it as, as that. <laughs> I, I think maybe I share one. Uh, okay, I'm not sure whether it's related, but I'll just share how I'm feeling. I mean, you, you know, um, what I say? Uh, my decision to study math was very like, uh, not say very rash because I, I generally like math. But it's also very intimidating. I don't know whether if I go to London and then suddenly like, University math is like way more harder than, harder than I thought. Then I'll just be like super stunned. So hmm. I, I, that's what I'm thinking right now. Like, I don't know how to cope with. And I'm also assuming that everyone who's studying math probably will be very good at it. Yeah. So how do you cope with, uh, yeah, how do, how, do you, how do you cope with just being the average guy? I don't know, man. Just, just don't be so insecure about it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think what, what you said was a very good uh, mindset to have. Like, there, there's nothing to lose. Let's try it, essentially. Yes. Anything else? Oh yeah, the Neuralink, the monkey Neuralink guy, the Elon Musk uh, Neuralink. Right, yeah, okay. 
I'm I'm not much to talk about it though, but I just I just find it very interesting. Like the fact that uh actually I don't even know much about it. I didn't really read the article actually. <laughs> okay, so essentially he I'm not sure whether he used machine learning stuff, but essentially he just like implanted wireless uh receiver nodes or something like, like into the monkey's brain. And after that he uh analyzed he, he let the monkey like work, he do his own thing, like uh there's a screen and then like uh I think there's a game right? So the monkey will react to the game. I think it's like those, you know, the, the ping pong game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical computer ping pong game. Yeah. Yes. So the monkey will play it, right? And then uh, based on what the screen shows, the uh it will sync with what the monkey's brain, like brain uh the signals are, are, are saying. Right? So then after getting all this data, they will try and uh, like mimic the monkey's brain and then uh predict what the monkey is doing. Right? That's what I think. Yes. I, I don't think that's accurate, but that's what I think is going on. Okay, wait, wait. Uh, I think there's more. As in, so I think the actual experiment is like they control they, the monkey, right? they started it first by actually using a hand, like the toggle, the actual like toggle. So the, yeah. the monkey will press it, then the, the cursor will move around, right? Oh, then after that, then after that, but after that, they disconnected the toggle without the monkey knowing, of course. And the cursor was still able to move according to where he wanted it to move, right? I think that's so. So, so that's like what the, the the cursor will move based on the, the monkey is the eye movement, is it? Uh? It, will, it will move based on what the monkey is thinking, basically the oh, neural link okay, thing. Okay, okay, yeah. So okay, it yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, on the and the signals. Okay, but what what was interesting at least what I thought was interesting was that uh some some professor you know normally have those like uh make make the make the whole thing credible by having some professor right. So I think one of the professor. Yeah. Uh, said actually the, the tech wasn't very new. It's like I think he said like it was two thousand and two kind of level kind of tech, like the re- reading the brain signals that kind of thing. But what yeah. was interesting was that the 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 things that were connected to his brain were like wireless. So actually in the picture you see right that the monkey doesn't have any wires like connected to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So actually that's damn interesting because it means it's user friendly. You don't have to have a lot of wires connected to you while you're like okay to what to what I understand is reading your brain signals right. But then to what you're saying is that using the brain signals to control like activity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the interesting thing that the professor the professor is saying is that there's no wires connected, which is actually mad the uh, mad thing. It's a mad thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually didn't even notice that yeah there's nothing yeah, connected right. the to the picture doesn't have any wires connected. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah so the technology is not new. It's just that it's more advanced now. And yeah, yeah it's more I, convenient. I, I feel like I feel like if if I have been controversial, I'm not sure whether it's controversial, but I feel like it might have been controversial because uh they're using like animals, right? I don't know. You you feel anything about that? I I honestly don't feel anything about that. No, I, I don't. Yeah. As in we always test with animals first, right? So oh, that's true. But then again, have you seen the TikTok or the monkey guy? The monkey. Oh my god, let me go and find it again. Oh your your favorite TikTok account with the monkey. <laughs> yeah, there's this monkey on TikTok. Yeah, the, the smart monkey is it? I think it's called monkey boo. Monkey. No, not monkey boo. I thought you said this is this is your monkey content. I thought that's the account. This is, is it? Oh, like here's your monkey content. The the monkey that's unwrapping the stuff, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yes, yes. Georgie boy. Here's your monkey content. Is there did I tell you about it or I haven't told you about it? You have, you have, you have. I tell you about it. Uh. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, it's, it's not this monkey that well, ties into this neuroling thing. But anyways, this monkey is doing crazy stuff. I mean it's not very crazy, but he manages to understand, like, for example, how a toy works, like, like how a, a human would. I don't know, it, it's not that crazy, but I just think it's quite crazy. I mean, <laughs> if you ever check it out, you can watch, like, the, yeah, here's your monkey on TikTok. Here's, here's your monkey content on TikTok. 16 million viewers, eh. Oh my god, that's similar to the Duck one. 
So why you earn eighty five million dollars a year? Money monkey gonna get that money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, is there any other stories there? What other stories do I? Have? Other stories, huh? Hmm. Okay, I I've been reading this book by Ray Dalio. It's called Principles. Oh my god! I think there's some there's some YouTube video, right? I I don't know, but I just started reading it. Oh, okay, okay. What was it and, about investing in it? Uh, no, no, no. As in, he has another investing book, but this one is more about his uh, management principles. So he just lists about like 200 of his uh, management practices in his company. Yeah. And there was one interesting one that I, I think is a bit debatable. So is one, so he says that uh, all opinions are not equally valid. Oh, uh, in what sense? So he talks about how... Uh, Okay, let me find it. Okay, so he says that almost everyone has an opinion, but many are worthless and harmful. Okay, yeah. how can an opinion be worthless and harmful at the same time? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point actually. But the way he differentiates the people who make uh good and worthwhile opinions and those who don't are those with good track records. Good track records. You mean like yeah. like experience or like portfolio that kind of thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, like credibility. So like your professor or your whatever label that you have. Then he says uh-huh. that treating all people equally is more likely to lead away from the truth than towards it. So I don't uh, know. I, I think this I think this is a very good conversation. I think I had it. There was once I had a, a lunch right where like uh I saw her like a mini book club. Sorry, this is diverting a bit, but I think it's related. Yeah, I saw her like this mini book club thing last time where like treat like as a group of three of us. Uh, then like, we get at this place. We have a very, very long conversation about this. I think this topic is about democracy and uh who has the right? I mean, essentially, like, who has the right to vote? Who has the right to have an opinion? Yeah, the yeah, correct, correct. The democracy yeah, yeah. of opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah or the yeah. meritocracy of opinion yeah, also meritocracy, actually. Yeah. So it's like the idea is, uh, at least one opinion, at least my opinion is that people who are like, uh, I guess it's somewhat similar to his 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 saying, but if if you were to let, for example, uh, in in a bar, in a barbaric world, uh, right, where a few people are like scholars, I would rather let those scholars make a decision as opposed to like. Getting the average of those barbarian views, then then the world will yeah. be like blind in the blind. Okay. Yeah. But then again, I'll have a I will counter myself that we don't really live in a barbarian world. So, so like it's not too extreme. Like they are not opinions differ and but they're both most most opinions or like debatable opinions are because they're debatable. There's no like clear win solution to everything. Like in like the current like society, like high level society, high, high intelligence society really. Yeah. So do you believe that all opinions should be equally valid? So oh, I'm guessing. Uh, okay, my what I'm thinking right now is that after ha- having done as little as five episodes on the podcast already, <laughs> I think it's very difficult to have an opinion. To be very honest, yeah. a, a unique opinion. Uh, at least as a Singaporean, uh, I I feel like maybe like Americans have like a lot a lot of opinions on different things because they're more exposed to a lot of different uh, like scenarios. But at least for me, I, I don't feel like I have a lot of opinions. I don't know. What, what were you? Yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah, like most, I would say most of my opinions, or maybe most of our opinions are very like. like very nuanced. I'm oh, sorry, nuanced. Uh. Yeah. 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 Very nuanced. And, and it, I mean, okay, on one hand, it's also it's very hard to give an opinion that you're not really like, you don't really care about. But it's the opinion that you have. Yeah. Uh, I don't put like what. Yeah, I really can't think of anything. Uh, yeah, so first of all, it's very difficult to have an opinion. Second, is everyone's opinion the same? I mean, oh yeah, obviously not. Like, obviously, if if you were to 
invest, for example, like invest money in stocks, you listen to more, you listen to an economist as opposed to just some Reddit guy, right? So yeah. Kind of like Wall Street bets. Yeah, but but then again, I also challenge my, my thought on that, which is that, at least my observation, uh, like, you know, like, for example, in SEC1, when, when you're doing bets, or like you're doing like some difficult, like bio or something like that, right? Uh, mm. You always think like, wow, can't imagine how hard it would be like in like IB or like JC or like uh, or when you're 18, 17, doing that kind of work. When, when you're already second one, it's so difficult, right? I'm not sure whether you experience that. Or maybe not difficult, right? like it's, it's a, because it's like so far, like three, four years ahead, right? You don't know what else, what else more can you learn? Okay. Right. But then, yeah. but then when I, as in like, at least I'm reflecting after finishing IB, right? Actually, it's not that undoable, like, not, not that, yeah, not that undoable. It's not as crazy as uh, I thought. So, okay, okay, I guess, okay, sorry, back to the point. My point is that while there is some credibility in like, people, like, for example, like, as a professor, that kind of thing, or as an economist, or whatever, I don't know, it may not be, it may seem very legit, but it may not seem, but it may not be as legit as you think. Like, similar to how I was saying, like, the, as a second one, you think, like, wow, IB kid, or, like, JC kid, probably is super smart, or, uh, but actually, the, the kind of stuff you learn at A-levels, or JC, I mean, or IB, is, like, a, a few more steps from, like, secondary school kind of work. Yeah. Yeah, do you get what I mean? Is it like the illusion of like the expert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like oh, you feel like a lot of people like, are. You're like, names huh? everything. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I do, man. Uh. Wait, no, so basically, like you feel like everyone, okay, I, I feel everyone is entitled to an opinion. Yeah. But yeah. not every opinion is equally valid. Yeah, I think you agree. Uh, So it's all like, it's all very fine and good to say that um, people's ideas should be like assessed uh, based on their merit, right? Yeah. So like you encourage people to like think openly or share their ideas or whatever. But I think like personally, I actually do discriminate people's opinions based on their their like credibility <laughs> oh. or like their believability. So I don't know if you 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 seen the meme before, right? About I think there's like two blocks. So that's what like this the someone someone's asking another person like this question where oh how do you stay stay so calm all the time? Yeah, I know. Then uh. uh yeah, like how do you stay so calm all the time when there's like so many stupid people questioning you and all that stuff? Then the the bottom panel is just like, oh, I just I just uh, agree with all the the stupid people's opinions so that I can just stop talking to them. <laughs> what the shit? Okay. As in, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sometimes that's I feel like sometimes I feel like I've done that. I mean, I mean, like when people ask you how to do this, and then like uh, like answer is like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I should feel bad about that, but <laughs> something I've done in the past. Okay, maybe I haven't done that a lot. But what I've done is that if let's say I yeah, maybe I'm too lazy to argue or too lazy to share my opinion. I don't like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I see. Yeah, 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 that's my point. It's a typical uh boyfriend, girlfriend thing. I remember the girlfriend saying anything and the boyfriend is like, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how is it related to his management? Oh, so uh, he, he doesn't care about people without being No, uh, okay, let me see what he concludes based on that. So, okay, he he says that he should you should consider the person's believability. So, which is uh, the probability that a person's view will be right. So, while we can... He says that we will never know this precisely, but you can roughly assess this according to their track record. So, I think this is quite true. So, you know, back to your point about how we we tend to lend more credibility to those people with the with the title like professor or like what lawyer whatever yeah. it's a good it's a good measure for us to use uh, kind of like a proxy i guess 
but I think it's dangerous when it becomes the only benchmark that we use. Hmm. I mean, you see, like, for example, people hide behind their credentials. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so I, it's I, like yeah. neither neither necessary nor sufficient. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should end here. <laughs> yeah, really I have nothing else to add. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I have nothing else. Oh, why is our life so boring? Yeah. Dude, we're Singaporeans. Uh. <laughs> we really just eat, sleep, work. It's so sad, but yeah, What's midlife crisis. Uh, how are other people, okay, how are other country people so interesting? I don't know. <laughs> I <think it's> interesting. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we really, really revolve around work and like sleep and eating. Uh, okay. <laughs> I give up. Oh my god. Okay, uh, I think that's it for this week's episode. Yeah. Rojak Reads. It really was very Rojak. <laughs> how, 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 yeah, how do you feel about this format? Uh? It's, a, it's a low commitment. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> I'm not sure if that listeners can follow whatever we're talking about. Yeah, it's a bit unengaging. Same on the word. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we just need to plan more. Yeah, maybe we should plan more. <laughs> maybe we should realize what's up. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Alright, I guess that's it.